everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everybody, it's Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going pretty good. How are you? Good. So you want to start this off with your uh, trades, if you had anything going on this week? Yeah, so I didn't have too much um, as far as closing trades. Uh, a lot of my stuff, I think, is coming up and expiring for March 19th. Yeah, most of my stuff is lined up for the March monthlies right now. But I did have one trade um, that I got into based on one of your scanners, um, and it was on X. And I did close that out just because they were ripping so hard. And it was purely um, a directional trade. Um, Because I remember you had texted me and you're like, yeah, X is ready to blast off. And I was like, yeah, I'll check this out because I know you've been working on all these scanners and crazy code and whatnot. And uh, so I I went long and then we had kind of that crazy sell-off, not this past week, but the week before. So they kind of struggled for a little bit, but I was like, well, the chart was still looking pretty good. And, you know, I think they just kind of reacted to the massive market sell-off. So I'm going to stay long on this thing. And uh, yeah, this past week, uh, things ripped, X ripped like super hard. So I think I made like over 200 bucks. It was just shares. And uh, so I sold them and I know you and I were talking about it. And uh I was like, yeah, I'll just dump it right now. And then maybe when they kind of bleed back down a little bit and kind of come back to earth, maybe I can try to go long again and, uh, you know, try to swing trade them a little bit. I'm not really um, too much into kind of the day trading and swing trading stuff, but I thought your uh, scanners you have been working on are pretty interesting and seem to be pretty consistent. So um, I wanted to try that out and yeah, it worked out really well. Um, So I think that was the only thing I had that, um, was closing this past week. Um, I know I had some other stuff looking pretty good. Um, I know crypto kind of recovered. So my position in riot is looking a lot better again. Oh, I had a big update on, on ENTX. So I know a while back I went out and I just bought a bunch of shares of just some pharma stocks. And I was like, well, I was looking at like what happened to Novavax and I remember um, when I was testing out my tasty works account and trying out some trades in there, I remember I sold like, I want to say a spread or an iron condor on Novavax and they were like trading around 20 bucks a share. And uh, (laughs) yeah, I played earnings on them. I'm like, Oh yeah, IV's jacked up. Right. So I'm going to go out here and I'm going to sell some, uh, you know, sell an iron condor on Novavax And geez, I think they blew through like 50 or 60 bucks a share um, immediately after earnings. And then now they're up over 200. So that kind of just gave me the idea, like I'll throw a little bit of money here and a little bit of money there at some pharma. And if one of them gets a, you know, an FDA approval and pulls a Novavax, you know, that could end up being a really nice uh, trade for me. So, um, you know, ENTX, uh, that was one of the ones where I just bought a couple hundred shares and um, they had some good news. It wasn't that they got the FDA approval, but I think they had some good news for uh, one of their 
stages of a trial or something on one of the drugs they're working on. And yeah, they went from like uh, under two bucks to they hit 10 at one point. Um, so yeah, I think I'm up like, I don't know what it is. I was up over a thousand bucks at one point on the position and then they kind of cooled off. So I might be up like uh, eight or 900 on it right now. But um, yeah, that thing popped off. So I was pretty happy to see um, them try to go to the moon. Uh, so yeah, just kind of hold that position long and uh, you know, hopefully them or one of those other pharma stocks that I got into ends up, uh, you know, pulling a Novavax one day. So that'd be pretty sweet. But um, yeah, there wasn't uh, much else going on. Um, I know my UNG position is starting to look good. That was um, an iron butterfly that I sold on them. I want to say it was like a two wide or a two and a half wide. And I think I collected about 120 bucks. But yeah, they're hovering right around 10 right now. And that is the short strike and the short put. So I think that thing's showing like a 60, maybe 65% profit right now because they finally kind of sold off and came back down towards 10. So um, yeah, that one is uh, looking a lot better for me. And that's expiring, I think, uh, this coming Friday. I think it's a March monthly. So um, yeah, hopefully they hang right around 10 and I can make out with a fat profit there. Um let me think of what else I got into. I opened up um, a new UNG play, I think for April. Um, this time I only did a one wide uh, iron butterfly. So a lot tighter. So I think I grabbed like 55 in credit uh, to one wide. So I guess max risk there would be like 45. Um, so put that trade on for April. Um, some other opening trades I had last week, um, MJ, I sold an iron condor on them. They were screaming pretty hard. Um, and then they sold off really hard and now they're starting to creep back up. So, um, IV on them is still decent. So, um, I sold an iron condor on them. Um, I also got into XRT. Um, that was a ticker that I've never played before. I guess it's a retail ETF. Um, so I sold an iron condor there, uh, thought it would be good to get into retail. Cause I don't think I have any positions on and I haven't really been playing anything in that sector. So I thought that would be pretty good to get into that. Um, what else did I open last week? Um, oh, I, I see LN. That was another one. Um, iron condor. I sold just the one wide. Um, also I finally got into TLT. Um, I know I had talked about them, I think last week or the week before, and I never made a trade on them. And then, uh, this week I finally opened up a position and it's just an iron condor for April. So I got into that because I don't think I have really any exposure to bonds either. So I think that was a good, uh, trade to get in to kind of diversify a little bit. And then, uh, I guess also USO. So I got into USO and sold an iron condor there. So took uh, like more of a neutral position there um, on oil. So yeah, I had quite a few opening trades last week. I'm guessing I made, I made about one trade a day. There may have been one day where I made two trades, but um, yeah, I tried to stay pretty active, but um, now we're kind of coming up to mid March. So I think this week I might put on a few more trades for April and then, uh, might look to start transitioning off into the May 
uh, monthlies. Nice. Yeah, I mean, I screwed up last week. I didn't realize, well, I didn't screw up. I had some really good trades. Um, I only had five positions on, and I didn't realize it. But I had my DIA expired on Friday, and I went max profit on that. Uh, it was just a one-wide uh, put credit spread. And then I had a position open on GM that's looking great and uh, UPS that's looking great. And I think those both expire uh, next week or the following week. Yeah, GM expires uh, next week and UPS expires the following week. And then I had two more positions on that was just – let me pull up my spreadsheet <clears> – <throat> It was ARCC. I had I was long a call on them, and I don't. The chart just looked really good, and there's uh, their options aren't really liquid, so there wasn't really a way I could get in on a spread. So I just went long uh, the right out of the money call, and they ended up blasting off on Friday or no 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 Thursday I believe, and I was like, yeah, they are kind of overextended i'm gonna you know sell out of this thing and you know if it keeps trending up then i'll get back in and you know good for me i doubled my money on it and they sold off on friday so i might get back into them i gotta look at the chart again see how it's looking and then i had uh aci uh albertson's i had a synthetic covered call on them and they only had monthly so um the short expired uh, when the hell was it? In two weeks, I believe. And then uh, the long call expired in the uh, April expirations. And they blasted off. And I ended up being able to sell the whole thing for a 45 or 90% profit um, after holding it for three days. So I was like, yeah, I'm just going to take the money off the table. Like it didn't expire for a few weeks, but you know, 90% profit in three days, I'll take it, you know, get right back into it if it still looks good or, you know, whatever. So, you know, I, I say I screwed up because now I've only got two trades on, which is GM and UPS. Like I haven't been paying attention to how many trades I had on. So I'm going to have to be a busy beaver next week. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool to see the profit go to 90% that quick. So, yeah, I mean, if you're seeing it there and you don't, you know, stand to gain much more. That's yeah. A good idea. Cause if you just sit there and hold it, I mean, who knows what's going to happen. could be like a massive sell off, <laughs> you know, a 90% profit turns into like, you know, a, a loss or no profit yeah, at all. Loss. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, um, I did a podcast, uh, the update on this week's trades. And I, you know, talked about pulling things off the table and closing stuff early and, I think that's kind of important is like, especially in the Albertson's position, if anyone's in that type of position where, you know, it cost me $200 to get into that trade and I was at 90% profit three days later, you know, why would you keep your capital in play for, you know, it, the short didn't expire for two weeks for five more dollars, you know, it just didn't make sense. So, you know, that's why I pulled that off and I have zero problem uh, closing out trades early and it, you know, it kind of sucks for us because we're not 
playing on Robinhood or Weeble or any of these free options things. So it's costing us, you know, 65 cents an option every time we do it. But, you know, at the same time, is it worth it, you know, just for that extra five bucks, even if I went max profit on it, you know, to have my uh, capital tied up for two more weeks? Yeah, totally. I know what you mean. Like, uh, it would be cool if uh, TD would uh, get with the program and uh, give us some uh, commission-free options trading, but maybe one day. Yeah, I don't see that happening anytime soon, but you can always hope. Uh, did you want to go over any? Are you looking at anything, uh, anything kind of catch your eye you want to get into next week? Yeah, I was just kind of checking out my positions um, for April because I know I've been lining them up pretty well and I've been trying to get into a lot of the stuff I've already been playing. Um, and I was checking out my stuff and I noticed that I did not have anything for ARKK uh, on for the month of April. I think I played them in February and I want to say I went max profit and then March is also looking like max profit because it expires Friday and they're trading at 126 and my short put is 104 and then my short call is like 168 so um yeah they've been going really well for me but i have i don't have anything on for april so i probably should uh get a trade on for april in arkk and then also i don't think i have anything on for dia and uh you know, now might be a good time to play the call side because they Dow's at like 33,000 pretty much. And they're like 140 points away from hitting 33K. So, yeah, I, I'm i kind of hoping like because my March contracts actually, my short call is 329. So I'm like, what, 40 cents away from my uh, short call being in the money. So I'm kind of hoping Dow co cools off a little bit this week. But, um. If not, at least for April, maybe playing the call side on DIA uh, might be a good position to get into there. Um, yeah, I think those were the two main ones that I saw that I had not gotten trades on in April. Um, so yeah, I'll probably be looking at those two for sure uh, this coming week. But I'd also like to get on at least a trade every day. Um, so I'll probably be looking at some more high implied volatility ETFs. I just haven't picked out uh, some more to kind of add into my portfolio. I've been playing a lot of different new ones um, like XLE, XLF, uh, FXI, XRT. So I'm definitely trying to build it out and kind of diversify there, but I need to dig a little harder because um, if I want to put on one trade a day, um, you know, for these monthlies, yeah, I'm going to have to find a few more to start playing. So, yeah, definitely got some uh, some homework to do this coming week. Yeah, I'm going to hit things kind of hard. I haven't been looking too much over the weekend, but definitely going to spend tomorrow night kind of looking at some stuff. Um, one thing that looks really interesting is BMY to me, uh, Bristol-Myers. Pretty bearish on them. Their chart looks like they want to come back down, so... Hopefully we'll see what Monday looks like and um, see what putting on a call spread for them. Mm -hmm. And then one, I didn't even know what they were, but 
the IV is so crazy, and I, I'm probably not going to be able to get into it. Uh, NCTY, their chart, like their IV is crazy right now. Oh so you can get a lot of money for yeah. <laughs> I just pulled up their chart. Um, and like, what is going on here in the last <laughs> month or two? Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's a uh, crypto. They're uh, like a uh, bit, uh, Bitcoin mining. Okay. So yeah, I guarantee that thing gaps up on Monday. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, another one too, that I kind of pissed at myself that I didn't get back in was, um, Oh my God. What's there? Oh, JW and Nordstrom. Mm-hmm. I had played them and I made money off of it, uh, with options and with, um, with just buying shares, mm-hmm. but then they kind of dipped under and I was like, ah, the chart still looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep an eye on it. And I didn't keep an eye on it. And my God, they blast off over 10% on Friday. So that would have been great if I could have still been in. Yeah. But yeah, just that candle. Is... Just didn't pay attention. Like I said, yeah, that candle on Friday, geez, <laughs> when they, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of looking at the daily chart here. And yeah, when they dipped below, I don't know what this is. I have on my chart, probably like the 21 EMA or something. But yeah, they dipped below there and they had a little bit of red. But even that last red candle has such a massive wick sticking out that you can definitely see like the buyers wanted to drive it higher. And then, yeah, they kind of busted back up above that and closed above whatever this moving average is I have on my chart here. And then, geez, yeah, they kind of hung out for a few days and then, Man, that Friday that Friday <laughs> candle is crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, and it's just straight up, like no wick, nothing. Just <laughs> we're going to the moon. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, that's why I'm, you know, mad I didn't get back in. If you look at those past, uh, what is that? Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the beginning of the week, yeah. everything looked picture perfect to make another play on them, and I just completely, you know, wasn't paying attention. But, you know, I made a couple bucks off of them. So on to the next one. Yeah, and it looks like they're about to hit that 42, which I mean, over the last year, uh, that's kind of their high. Looks like their high was 42.22. So it'll be interesting to see if they push up against that again, if they're able to break through or, you know, if they're going to kind of head back down or how they're going to react to that, like, major uh, resistance. Yeah, and the weird thing, because, you know, like one of my main indicators I use is the uh, TTM squeeze. Mm-hmm. This thing didn't even start firing even after that 10% day. It's still squeezing. Oh, so man. we could see a big move on. Yeah, because back, uh, when is this? January 27th, there's a huge wick, red candle sticking out. And then like a few days before the 25th, yeah, you see that massive kind of price rejection up around 42, but this Friday candle kind of closed partway up those wicks. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see like if they do, you know, like you're saying, they're still squeezing. If they do end up firing, geez, they're going to bust right through that. (laughs) Yeah. Nordstrom's just 60. Here we go. (laughs) That'll work as long as you get in around, you know, 42. All right. Um, I know you wanted to discuss position sizing for people, kind of give them an idea. So you want to run with that? Yeah, for sure. I know we were talking about just bringing some kind of a topic to each one of these uh, podcasts. So yeah, it's definitely something that has bit me in the past and uh, kind of learned my lesson on it. And uh, 
yeah, we just kind of wanted to talk about and stress the importance of, you know, just keeping your position size small. Um, unless you want to be like somebody from wall street bets that, you know, throws their entire life savings into one trade and then, you know, that's it. They can't trade anymore because all their money's gone. And like, <laughs> I'm sure you guys have seen the videos on YouTube about, you know, some of these crazy people. And I mean, some of them, uh, if they're right, boy, does it pay off. I remember seeing one guy that uh, turned like 30,000 into a million or something, but uh, yeah, pretty rare because typically if you're throwing everything you've got or too much of your account into one trade, and it goes the wrong way. I mean, that could be the end of you right there. Like if you took every dollar you had and threw it into a trade and you went long and it sold off hard and then your account, you know, is so low that, you know, you got a margin call and, you know, your broker's going to liquidate at, you know, whatever you got and you can be done really quick. So, um, I know on the, a lot of the trades that I do, um, when I'm trading options and stuff like selling iron condors and whatnot, um, I like to do a lot of one wides. Um, I know a few months ago I did a five wide, um, on Futu and it screwed me. Um, I didn't lose a ton on it cause I collected a lot of credit. I think I collected like 250 or 275 and it was a five wide. So, I mean, I was only risking a couple hundred bucks, but still after doing that trade, I was just like, yeah, I'm not even going to really play with the two and a half wides or the five wides anymore. Um, I'm just going to stick with one wides and try to do a bunch. Um, because yeah, if you're putting too much of your capital into one trade or a couple trades, it's easy for those trades to go against you. But if you're putting a small amount of capital into a lot more trades, um, you know, you have a better chance of surviving. Cause like, you know, let's just say you put all of your capital into five trades and three or four of them end up being losers for you and you only win one, you're going to wipe yourself out pretty easily. But, you know, if you take a much smaller amount of your capital and divide it up between 10 or 15 trades, um, unless the market is insanely volatile, you know, you're probably not going to lose. Uh, if you're doing high probability trades, you're probably not going to lose the majority of those trades. You might lose a few. But if you're only selling like one wide spreads or one wide iron condors, you're going to survive it pretty easily. So, um, yeah, definitely can't stress that enough to, uh, you know, just not go all in on one ticker, not go all in on one trade um, unless you have just that extremely high risk for tolerance. And, you you know, you, you pretty much just want to gamble. If you want to gamble, do WSB yeah. stuff, then by all means. But I mean, most people don't want to blow up their account on one trade. So um, yeah, it's definitely something that has bit me before and I kind of learned my lesson and I'm glad that, you know, I'm out there selling one wide spreads and like one wide iron condors right now. Yeah, that's uh, like you said, position sizing is everything. Case in point. In my TD account, which is my main trading account, I do the same thing. I do a lot of one wides. Um, if it's something that I'm really comfortable with, then instead of, uh, because TD charges commissions, instead of opening multiple contracts, I'll just, you know, open the legs to, you know, a two wide or 250, whatever. But, you know, that's my main trading account. I don't want to blow this one up. I had that Robin Hood challenge on. 
where I was trading only options with a hundred bucks just to see if you could even do it. And I, for me, nope, <laughs> because I was literally had to risk 50% of my account every single time. Like, because I sell options, there's, you know, there was no way getting around it. I had to, there's nothing that, that, that uh, I'm aware of at least that sells, you know, or has 20 on oh, the computer just died. Uh, 25 cent wide stuff or anything so i ended up blowing that sucker up and what's really irritating is snap had to finish above uh 62 on friday and you know nasdaq was just selling off super hard well snap finished at like 65 but like two hours after market closed so yes that finished where i needed it to just not when i needed it to <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely sounds like a uh, tough thing to do for sure. If you got to like risk 50% of your account on one trade, I could definitely see that, uh, you know, going against you fast and bad things happening for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I lasted a month. So that's not bad, actually, you know, considering two trades in a row could have wiped it out. So. <laughs> Yeah, with options, it, it kind of, it's a lot harder because, you know, had I been holding shares, I could have, you know, sold out or whatever. But, if, you know, when you have the expirations, you know, the, it's a contract. So, you know, I either had to hold or, you know, the volatility because it's leveraged. It was just like a mess, man. So learned my lesson. I still got like four bucks in there. So I'm going to try and buy some out of the money thing that's on something super volatile. And just pray to God that it goes my direction. Right. See if I can get my account. Yeah, maybe like uh, buy like a spy three hundred put expiring Friday or something. Those might those might be selling <laughs> for like four bucks. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I you know I opened up the small account, but I just didn't think I could do do options on it. Like definitely not sell options on it. So. It's not looking pretty, but um, I just had a bunch of shares and I think it was just a bunch of penny stocks, but um, it's still alive, but I'm pretty sure I'm down like 35%. At one point I was up like 20 or 25%. I think it was when uh, NASDAQ futures were at 13.9 or sometime in that time frame uh, when NASDAQ was just ripping and trying to break through like, or the futures anyways, trying to break through 14K. And yeah, I was up like 20, 25%. I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, like this little account's doing pretty good. And then, geez, it kind of followed the NASDAQ pretty much. <laughs> like ever since then, it's just been sell, sell, sell. So yeah, it's I'm still alive there. But yeah, I'm going to need one of those little uh, penny stocks that I bought to like pop off hard so I can get back in the green on it. <laughs> All right. Um, did you want to go over anything before I go over the website? Um, no, I think that's pretty much all I had to cover. Okay. Um, one thing. So we had someone uh, go purchase one of the scanners, and I don't think I added in the video that I'm probably going to make another video for it, where it, once you get one of our scanners, you can change it to, you know, whatever you like, like the criteria I put in might not be perfect for you. 
So I think I need to make a video showing people how to, you know, adjust the settings in it. Like, you know, the volume I have or, you know, the market cap, whatever it is, just for people to, you know, customize it to what works best for them. And I, I didn't touch on that in that video um, that kind of got that person over there. So yeah, definitely anything, any of the scanners, um, the code you can't really do it with because, you know, it's just a label, but yeah, the scanners, if it doesn't fit the way you trade, then yeah, you get, you, once you have it, you can mess with it all you want. You can add things to it, you know, adjust things a little bit just to make it fit exactly how you trade, you know, just cause it's the way I trade. It doesn't mean it's going to work for everybody. Um, and I haven't done any cha any other changes on the website. I just want to touch on that, uh, the scanner part. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I got to say. I'm looking through my notes and I guess we touched on everything. Yeah, man, that's, uh, I definitely liked hearing about, uh, the success and stuff you've been having, uh, with your scanners that you set up. And, uh, yeah, I was definitely happy with how X worked out for me. So, um, yeah, definitely curious to see, you know, moving forward, uh, you know, if that thing can work out more like for some swing trades and stuff, because, yeah, it sounds like you've, you've been killing it lately. And I know you're really uh, using those scanners a lot for your trades. So and then I tried out that one on X and it went really well. So, yeah, it'd be uh, pretty awesome to uh, put on some more maybe swing trades or something like that and, uh, you know, have some more winners. Yeah, I think tomorrow I'll probably add more scanners, some of the um, the other ones that I use, but those ones I'm going to put up. Well, I guess I'll have to email the guy first. Actually, has code from um, another guy on the internet, and he gives it all away for free. So you know, I wouldn't be selling it. I just put it on our site and give him credit for the part that's um, of the scanner that he actually wrote. So I guess I should probably email him before I put it up, even if it's for free. Yeah, but once I do, that's um, yeah, the guy's got a bunch of cool code, and I'm not even going to mention him right now until I, you know, like I said, email him. But yeah, keep an eye on the uh, the website because some of the other scanners that I put together to use some of his stuff and my stuff uh, have been working really, really well. Like I said in my update video. I've only lost in the past 30 days, uh, one trade. So yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm not, you know, overconfident. I'm not going to go start, you know, yellowing my account on some stuff just cause I think I'm figured stuff out, but yeah, just using those scanners and stuff has been really helpful so far. Nice. So, all right, man, you ready to yep. sign off? I think, uh, we covered everything that we uh, needed to. All right. Thank you guys for listening and head over to the website, wstrades.com. You can check out those scanners. Uh, you also have the option trade journal, so you can keep track of all of your trades. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, James just put up a really awesome video. It's like, what's it like 50 minutes yeah. long? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, but you don't have to watch, you know, the whole hour. He's got timestamps in the description. So 
you can tell exactly what he's talking about at whatever time frame. So, you know, if you already know what a put and a call is, then you just click on the little button for, you know, intrinsic value. If you don't know what that is, you want to kind of brush up on it. So yeah, it's a super cool video. So definitely hit the uh, YouTube page and check that out. Um, yeah. If you have any comments or questions, you can use the uh, anchor app to leave us a voice message that we can listen to and respond in our next podcast. You can go to the website and uh, there's a contact tab in the top right. You can email us, let us know uh, if you have any concerns or something you want us to talk about on the podcast. Um, if you guys are interested, we'd be happy to do it. So definitely hit us up on all the, uh, all the stuff and let us know. All right, man. All I'm right, out man. of here. Have a good one. I'll catch you later. Bye. You too.